It's Sunday, it's seven o'clock, and time for the Scots Wehe Show. to start the show that was Milo and In My Arms from the album Destroy Rock and Roll which is 20 years old this year 
I know everyone says this, but doesn't time fly? Hello and welcome to the Scots Wahey Show with me, Ali Braidwood. On the show, I'll play you the very best Scottish music, both old and new, mostly new. We have our regular features. The artist of the week is Aurora Injun, who I'll be talking to as well as playing tracks from the album Secret Knock. Our featured album is Gillian Fleetwood's Ethereal, Together With Yourself at Sea Level, and I'll play tracks from it. And we have the usual book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for you to have a think about. Before all of that, each week we kick the show off with three of the best new releases. And this week, please whoop and cheer for the return, the welcome return of Camera Obscura. This is the new single, Big Love. It was a big love, she said That's why it took ten years to get her out of your head We watched you swerve, she peek up the room We heard you cry, it's time to say goodbye It was a big love, she said She would take 
Well, the first of those three was the latest single from Camera Obscura called Big Love. Some fantastic slide guitar on there. And it's so good to have new music from them. There's an album called Look to the East, Look to the West coming out on the 3rd of May. And when it's out, I will play you more from it. That's for sure. And then you heard another new release from some old favourites. That was Urvanovic and Ray's. I was having a recent conversation, I cannot remember who with, but we were talking about how much we loved Urvanovich, and they must have heard as they are back. They've got an album coming out called Let's Not Be Here, and it's going to be out, I think, in late March. Urvanovich are such a good band, as you've just heard, and I can't wait to hear that album. Just there, you heard Sylvie and Visions. We've long been fans of Sylvie on the Scots Way show and this is just another fantastic release. Hopefully more coming this year. Now it seems to me there's loads of great new music coming out in March because Kilgore released their debut album How To Put Your Hat On on the 8th of March. This is the second release from it following on from How Was I To Know. This is Feel The Weight.
and that was Kilgore and Feel the Weight. Taken from the album How to Put Your Hat On, it's going to be out in vinyl, on CD and on digital with Last Night from Glasgow on the 8th of March. And on Saturday the 9th of March, the band are going to launch the album at Stereo in Glasgow with support from Scott C. Park and Frank, so that should be a brilliant night. And if you're heading along, I will see you there. Now it's time for our book recommendation for this week, and it's A.J. Close's What Doesn't Kill Us, which is out now, published by Saraband. Here's a bit from the back of the book to let you know what's going on. A killer stalks the streets of Leeds. Every man is a suspect. Every woman is at risk. But in a house on Cleopatra Street, women are fighting back. It's the eve of the 1980s. PC Liz Seeley joins the squad investigating the murders. With a violent boyfriend at home and male chauvinist pigs at work, she is drawn to a feminist collective led by the militant and uncompromising Rowena. There she meets Charmaine, young, black, artistic and fighting discrimination on two fronts. As the list of victims grows and police fail to catch the killer, women across the north are too terrified to go out after dark. To the feminists, the butcher is a symptom of wider misogyny. Their anger finds an outlet in violence and Liz is torn between loyalty to them and her duty as a police officer. Which way will she jump? And I've written a review for What Doesn't Kill Us for the latest Snack magazine which is out now and here's a little bit from it. Set in Yorkshire as the 1970s became the 1980s and greatly influenced by the real-life Yorkshire Ripper investigations, AJ Close's What Doesn't Kill Us transports us to the time and place beautifully, evoking all the sights, sounds, smells and attitudes of Britain, and that part of Britain in particular, touching not only on prevalent sexism but also class, race and sexuality. It can be read in part as a police procedural thriller, with widespread fear and suspicion on the streets as the notorious butcher continues to threaten women and the police fail to find him. But this is set against a wider backdrop of misogyny which is not only institutional but endemic. The threat of violence and everyday occurrence. The story is mostly split between the narratives of Liz Seeley and the charismatic artist Charmaine. Each is struggling with who they are and where they belong, and it's their unlikely friendship which allows readers access to the wider situation, as their other relationships, often with people from very different layers of society, fill in further pieces of the picture. But it is the depiction of the social mores of the time that is the reason this is essential reading. A.J. Close is too good a writer to offer easy answers or neat conclusions. What Doesn't Kill Us is an even-handed and in-depth examination of the growth of the women's liberation movement and the reasons it was necessary. And while it never shies away from the dark and desperate times, her journalist's desire to see all sides of the story is always in evidence, balancing theory and ideology with real life. And that's me talking about AJ Close's What Doesn't Kill Us, which is published by Saraband Books. And... The latest Scots We Hate podcast is an interview with writer AJ Close and you'll find that over at scotswehey.com right now. And that was our book recommendation for this week. We return to the new music and next is a former artist of the week and one of the most consistently excellent artists around. This is Jazz the Glass and Southside. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was Hens Benz and Chief. And as radio edits go, that's got to be one of the very, very best. Fantastic. Turning it into almost a different track. I would expect nothing less from Hens Benz. And before that, you heard Jazz the Glass and Southside. And now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break. That time in every show where I play a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this week, it's the full 8 minutes and 9 seconds of The Last Bowman by Malcolm McWatt. checked his bow that morning Six feet of finest youth One hundred pounds of stored up power To cast an arrow Long and true He learned his art As a young green lad With the men Out on the village common His skill and strength and I grew keen But it takes years To grow a bowman It takes years He next inspected
Gone. 
That was Malcolm McWatt and The Last Bowman, taken from the superb album Dark Harvest. And we hope to get Malcolm on the show to talk about that album. It's just fantastic. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. We return to the new music next. This is from Haver and it's called You Can't Go Home.
red and violet Light the western sky ablaze And Glasgow gleamed beneath the Cathkin breeze Will the shadow ever leave me? Does my heart again deceive me? Restless days and endless nights They're all the same There must be something in the water There must be something in the way I've been wasting all my time All my time Is the soul now shot through me? Classic movies Beamed into a boyhood room In a television light A flower bloom It's been so from last year that was There Will Be Fireworks and Classic Movies from the album Summer Moon and any song that mentions Kathkin Braes has to get played on this show and there's more than you may think 
but that was definitely one of the best tracks from last year. And before that, you heard Haver and You Can't Go Home, which is taken from the EP Love Will Save Us From Sadness, which is out now. Now it's time for our TV recommendation for this week, and it is Songs of Modern Scotland as part of Celtic Connections, and here's a bit more about it. Now in its 12th year, Roddy Hart's ever-popular festival staple, Celtic Connections festival staple, Roman Roots Review returned with an epic concert celebrating, for the first time in its history, the Great Scottish Songbook. With the exciting addition of the RCS Symphony Orchestra, conducted by John Logan, modern classics were revisited and reinvented as a who's who of Scottish talent gathered to perform. On the bill were Biffy Clyro, Simon Neal, Idlewild's Roddy Wimble and Rod Jones, Justin Curry, Emma Pollock, Tracy Ann Campbell, Hamish Hawke, Admiral Fallow, Sarah Hayes and Louis Abbott, Brown Bear and more, curated and hosted as ever by Roddy Hart and The Lonesome Fire. Now, this version that's on iPlayer at the moment was the one recorded at Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. I was the previous evening at the Glasgow Barrowlands where they did the same thing and it was a magic night, I have to say. Before my eyes, I saw what I would consider a Celtic Connections crowd metamorphosize into Barrowlands crowd. It went that way and it was all the better for it. But this is a great example of the night and the music. Great performances right across the board covering Scottish pop and rock classics. The TV show is Songs of Modern Scotland, Celtic Connections, and it's available on iPlayer at the moment. That's our TV suggestion for this week. You're listening to the Scots Wahey Show with me, Ali Braidwood, and we move now to our featured album for this week, which is Gillian Fleetwood's Together With Yourself at Sea Level. And from it, this is Dining Room.
that is absolutely gorgeous. That is Gillian Fleetwood and Dinner Room. It's taken from our featured album for this week, which is Together With Yourself at Sea Level. And I'll play another track from it later on in the show. Next is a debut single by a new band, but featuring some old friends. This is Scarred Lip and The Optimist. Watches all your seasons fall about your head when you recollect in your new world to say what is his purpose? What you waiting for? Still you walk about and fall outside the door. Sometimes I just love that. That was Scarred Lip and The Optimist. And there's going to be an EP to follow, which is going to be launched at the We Red Bar in Edinburgh on Saturday, the 2nd of March. Tickets available now. And Scarred Lip are going to be supported by Magpie Blue and Leo Bargery. So that's going to be a cracking night. And we're hoping to get Matthew Bakewell from Scarred Lip on the show to talk all about the band and their music. Now it's time for our Artist of the Week, who is Aurora Injun. In a moment, I'll be talking to Aurora Injun herself after you've heard a track from the new album Secret Knock. This is Ice Pop Shop. Bye. 
think you might have killed Gary But I'm not sure if you know quite what you've done So next time you hit somebody with a bottle Just think he might have someone who needs him that bit longer Step into the ice pop shop This could be your final show There's seats right by the dusty beaches
And you've just heard Ice Pop Shop by Aurora Engine from the album Secret Knock. And I'm delighted to be joined by Aurora Engine now. Hello. Hello. Hiya. So what can you tell us about the album? Yeah. Okay. So um, Secret Knock, it's a collection of songs. Um, and the songs, are, there's nine songs in total. And I guess it's a, a collection of songs from quite troubled narrators um, there, there are different voices going throughout the storytelling aspect of, of the album. So, for example, I've got a song about an imaginary friend who comes to life. Uh, there's a song about a porn star called Roxy Ryder. Uh, the Ice Pop Shop, for example, is a song which is a kind of a genre-bending um, track, which is um, about a kind of series of events that unfold uh, at an afternoon's drinking. And, um, yeah, I guess there's just different different voices coming through from characters that I've sort of built in my own head <laughs> throughout the years and also I think the album there's a lot of sound work going on in the album I sort yeah. of created wanted to create quite like a, a sonic world to embed these characters into and um and that's what I spent a lot of time on to try and create this sonic space I guess that was a little bit transportative well, it's interesting because, first of all, I thought when I listened to the, the songs, these could be short stories. In another world, if you were a writer, you know, you, yeah. you are kind of individual at that and they could you are telling stories in that way and very much character driven. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess it's it, it, I I border on this version, this this genre of being a singer, sort of quite a traditional singer songwriter in lots of ways, you know, a verse, chorus. Um, a protagonist, uh, but then I guess that merging that with the sound work that I do is is a little bit more unusual, I think. And I wanted to sort of create the sounds within each song to maybe represent the characters in some way. Um, so, so you do all the production yourself, don't you? I mean, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. I designed all of the sounds myself, and um, and I created all of the the these sort of expansive soundscapes to sort of sit the songs on and to embed them onto yeah um, I was reading a bit about it and one of the things you do you've obviously um for people watching the video you've got your harp behind you so you've got harp I know you use piano you can hear there yeah. there's electronica but you talk about using found objects which I think is really interesting so you're creating kind of a, a, a soundscape there which is singularly singularly for you you know, if you're finding yes. things and making sound from them, then nobody else is going to be doing exactly that. No, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I, I, what, what this album probably more focused on in terms of sound was kind of harvesting sounds from my instruments. Yeah. And so, for example, so I, I would take the harp and I would look at what sounds I could create from this. So whether it's tapping the board, whether it's strumming it, whether it's um, putting bits of paper into the strings and getting different textures. And then I collected all of these textures and then used different sort of audio process and techniques to then make the harp just sound bigger, I guess, than, I mean, it's already quite big, as you can, <laughs> as you can see. And I did that with the piano as well. So, for example, I would take the piano and I would sample every single note. It, it took ages. It took absolutely ages. <laughs> but I would sample every single note using like a harmonic on the string in different places. So I created sort of layers of keyboards from the same piano, which all had a slightly different texture to the actual piano. And, for example, I put pins and, um, and little screws in the piano to get this bell-like sound. And then I created the whole track using those sounds. 
Um, and yeah, it took, it took hours, <laughs> but it was worth it in the end. And I'm really excited to bring that to live performances as well. So all of these samples, I'm then triggering live and playing live on different keyboards when when I come to deliver the songs. And um, another sound that I used was um, the Aeolian harp, which is when the wind plays the harp. Nice. And that's a beautiful sound. And that's on a, on a track called Horde. And I actually did that with a sound recordist who's Chris Watson, who's um, who does a lot of nature recordings. And we spent some time on a beach and the wind sort of plays the harp and it creates this sort of heavenly ethereal effect. And I captured that and then embedded that under um, under kind of a, a sea of whispers, actually. I collected lots of whispers from individuals. So it's um, it sounds like there's loads going on there, doesn't it, when I say it like that? <laughs> But there is loads going on because it's an album where listening really closely benefits the listener in all sorts of ways. One, listening to the lyrics really benefits it because I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But the sounds, there are things going on. You think, I'm not sure what that is. What could that be? And um, what inspired you to record in that way or to make music in that way? Which is quite um, to, to use things like field recordings and all of that kind of thing. Um, well, mainly isolation, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote the album sort of at, well, I'd, I'd started writing stories over the years, really, but I started really focusing on the album during the pandemic. And obviously, we all, we all know what that was like. But for me, that marked the end of sort of my child just was just going to school. And I had sort of four or five years of being a single parent and being living quite an isolated life as a musician that I wasn't used to. Um, that I couldn't get out and gig as much. I couldn't get out and rehearse in the same way. I couldn't access ensembles. I couldn't even really keep up with my own practice. Yeah. Um, so I started sort of developing the, the sounds I had in my head were quite big for the album. But I was like, how do I create that? And it just started off with experimenting with the sound, the instruments that I had. And after that long period of not being very creative and suffering from a little bit of postnatal anxiety as well, it just sort of grew and grew and grew into what you hear now. <laughs> so it really is kind of a very personal sound for all those reasons. It's very personal, yes. And I think the fact, I know I know the fact that it took a long time doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good because it doesn't work like that. Music just doesn't work like that. You can sit down and write something in an afternoon and it might be the best thing. Um, but I think there is a lot of me in it. And I learned a lot through the process and I really enjoyed learning about sound and learning about the techniques and different production tricks and trying things out and being experimental and thinking, oh, that that really, really works. Or that that was the most ridiculous idea I've ever had, you know. <laughs> and sometimes things happen by accident as well. Um, for example, like once I pulled the string, a, a, a screw out of this, the piano strings and it made this sort of scraping noise. But it was it was a beautiful scraping noise. And that ended up featuring in in one of the tracks. So just these little like happy accidents that happen. And the songs themselves, I think we've talked about the lyrics, which are fascinating. They're often unsettling as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Often tell stories that but they, they, because of the music, you might think, oh, this is quite uplifting or I mean, Ice Pop Shop's a great example, and so is Miniature Self, which we'll hear later on. Yeah. You know, you think, well, this is kind of pop song, and then you listen to the lyrics and you go, there's something darker going on here. Yeah. It, were you drawn to that, that kind of juxtaposition of the music and the, the subject? Uh, yeah, I, I was. I mean, I think it it happens, it happened quite naturally that I think that I, and I, and I realised 
sometimes you realize things after you've written something. And yeah. I think that I realized that I perhaps use humor to sometimes take the edge off sort of uh, maybe quite serious subjects in some ways, which I think, you know, I do personally. I think that's why I'm right. That's why I'm right, because I maybe I'm not very good at expressing myself in the real world, which is why I create imaginary worlds. And I think that that was something that I realised after that I often use humour just to, yeah, just to soften the work, because otherwise it might be too dark. And I've noticed sometimes when I play that song live, what's funny is especially the ice shot because, you know, it starts with those lyrics, Gary, I might have killed Barry. And that was just a little play on how everybody when I was growing up was called Gary or Barry. <laughs> and, um, it was, um, people laugh, really start laughing. But by the end of the song, people have, people's faces change. It's like almost like a bit of theatre playing out. And um, I didn't realise how powerful that was or how, the what the contrast was until I really started playing that song live. I've experienced that myself because I've been looking yeah. at you like, yeah. and that's exactly it. You're sitting there and you got those opening lines, you know, in the rhyme of them and you think, oh, where's this going? And I think for me, I was thinking about it. It might be something because the idea of the ice pop shop or buying your fizzy pop or whatever it might be, there's a link to childhood and then the loss of innocence that runs through it as well. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of childhood in there and, you know, about revisiting our childhood sometimes as an adult and obviously, you know, you've got to listen to the song to understand it, but um, how that can happen in tragic circumstances that suddenly all these these images from childhood start flashing up for you yeah. at the time you least expect them, I guess. Have you ever surprised then by the reactions of audiences? Because you're, well, when I saw you, it was just you on stage yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you're not sharing kind of looks with anyone. You're getting whatever the reactions are. And you'll think, oh, crikey, that's a strange reaction to that. I didn't think it would be like that. Do you ever get that? Yeah, definitely. And um, it's funny, actually, because my partner came to a gig with me and he'd not seen me do that song live, although, he's, you know, he's heard them. <laughs> around the flat all the time lots of times and he he, he was a bit uh, taken aback when people started laughing at the song because he obviously knows how it ends and knows what it's about and then um, it's uh, but I quite like that because I think it then makes it a little bit memorable for people I hope yeah. anyway but that's all you can hope isn't it that you know that people remember a song that you've created so I, I think the lyrics to minute yourself do something as well because you think oh this isn't you know you're you're creating this smaller self and you're looking after them and almost like a doll like yeah and then you think oh no this isn't healthy at all yeah 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 I mean that song um yeah I mean that's probably the most um I guess poppy song on the album the most pop song uh, but again I use lots of sort of like um these ethereal sort of heart sounds at the beginning of the track using just to create this sort of again a little bit of a magical world but I guess the song yeah it's about I guess it's about women just in general I mean there is a protagonist obviously in the song but keeping themselves small in many ways often subconsciously in yeah. order to navigate the world and especially growing up where I did which um was you know working class town in County Durham um you know in school especially you know women I think were more encouraged to keep their opinions small or not be too loud or and there's noticeable difference which I think follows through life and um I guess I'm trying to unpick I've been trying to unpick that myself and then it translated in this song I think more clearly 
And listening to the album as a whole, what strikes me is it's a proper album. What I mean by that is there's themes which run through it and ideas which run through it, as well as the sounds yeah. which you know run through it as well. Was that important for you to do to create this kind of whole? Yes, it was. And I did really, really think about that. I really thought about how you know how the how the songs would play and how they would work together. And and for example, a couple of songs didn't make it to the album, not because I don't think that they, they might make the next album, but just because they didn't quite fit the, the vision that I had, you know, that they were perhaps branching out in a, in a different area or they just it just wasn't fitting that that uh, world that I'd created for this one. So yes, it was it was a conscious thought that it was uh, it wasn't just a collection of songs that I'd had hanging about. I guess it, it is it it does have this um this narrative in itself, I think. And when you're putting together the track listing, is that quite a difficult process? Yes. What's yeah. going to open the album? What's going to close it? And well, how did you get from there to there? Yeah, exactly. It it really is. And um, I do know that in my own writing, like for, for somebody who's never heard my work before, I, I do think some of the tracks are definitely grows. And like you said, that they unfold the more that you listen to them. Um, so I I wanted to make sure that I placed everything you know, like in appropriate, appropriate spots. And for example, I really wanted to finish on Horde, which is the track which has the sea of a thousand whispers and the alien heart, because it's kind of a really nice closure to the album, I felt. And what you've been talking about, it sounds like a really complex production. You're going to be launching the album this Friday. First um, of all, yeah. details on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the 16th that we read by, yeah. Um, so I'm going to be performing that live and I'm going to be doing live electronics. Um, so I'm going to be recreating as much of the sound that you hear on the album live. And I've also got a string quartet who are going to play with me oh, uh, on the album. And I've also got a choir who are going to come at the at the end and sing a couple of tracks so we can create this sort of quite big sound. Um, oh. And I'll be triggering all the electronics myself. And um, yeah, so hopefully it'll just recreate. I have done I have done it before. Uh, obviously, you've saw me doing some of the electronic stuff um, when you last saw me play live, um, but I've not done the whole thing. Yeah, not to <laughs> that <laughs> to have the choir and the quartet. That's that sounds uh, amazing. Um, so I mean, and, and people tickets are still on sale for that and all of those. Yes, yeah, tickets are on sale. And if you sign up to my mailing list, which you can find on my website, um, I've got a wee discount code, so you can get a little discount. Um, but oh, yes, was, you're on sale. So was it difficult to transform these songs to a live setup? Did you have yes. to think very carefully? Because you'd thought so carefully about the music that you'd made and how that had come together and the little details that are in there. How did you even attempt to take that onto stage? Yeah, I mean, it's, it is hard. I didn't fully consider it when I was writing, because you never do. No, nobody really considers how they're going, especially during lockdown, because there was no live. Live was just there somewhere. Oh, well. Future world. But what I've found is that actually playing an individual song is absolutely fine. Transitions are tricky, you know, because you transition in between two instruments, a half and piano. You transition in between triggering sounds live, sometimes with my feet. 
and then playing them live on, on keyboards. You know, uh, for example, I play the lever harp. So that means I sometimes have to change the key of the harp. So there's like lots of things to remember, you know, so that's the tricky bit. And something always, you know, there's always there's always a little hiccup, but it's live, isn't it? So that's all right. <laughs> a bit of that, yeah. And are you yeah. planning for future shows after the launch? Yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a launch um, in Newcastle as well on the 23rd. So if you're down that way, uh, that's at the Cumberland Arms. And I've also got a couple of in-store record gigs. Um, on the 17th, I'm playing in Fot, um in Edinburgh. And I've also got, I'm playing um, a gig at the end of March. I think it's the 24th of March with all Pal Records. Uh, one of their acts. And then I'm just moving forward now to try and book some touring dates for the summer. Oh, excellent. Now that the album's out, I, can you even think about what comes next or is it all about Secret Knock at the moment? Um, no, no. I mean, to be honest with you, I've I've also written quite a lot of the second album and this is um, a, a piece that I delivered actually do in the Made in Scotland showcase in um, last year, which was um, Tear, which was an exploration of Scottish landscape, where I used a lot of collected and found sounds. You know, I used sounds from beehives, I used sounds from bats, I used sounds from birds, I used sounds from, you know, water. And I've weaved that into kind of an electronic, um, again, with lots of storytelling. So that's going to be produced this year and I'm also doing some quite a lot of work with film at the min minute and I've just um, scored um, a Chinese film uh, from 1927 creating like a a live electronic score for that which I performed on Friday at um, Keswick Mint Chinese Festival and that's going to be touring so um, we're going to be taking the, the film to different cinemas um, where we can perform the live score with that. And that's part of a project that's, um, yeah, it's kind of marrying films from 1920, 1920 silent films with electronic music um, now. So it's kind of this time hop thing and put, putting those together. And there's lots of feminist themes going on because you've got um, a lot of female characters who are, you know, gender stereotypes at the time. And it's been really interesting working with the creator on that to um you know to explore the themes that sounds amazing do let me know when that is touring elsewhere because i think people would be really interested in in that um i've been to a few shows over the last few years where there's been live music with older film and it, it's it's really quite special yeah yeah it is and um I sort of collected sound. There's quite a lot of war scenes in this particular film. So I used some sounds from World War II as well. So I quite like this idea of bringing sounds from different time periods to a film that was written, um, I guess, in 19, that was created in 1927 when the person in it and creating it couldn't imagine some of the sounds perhaps yeah. that happened 100 years later. So I found that, yeah, found that really interesting. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And this is Aurora Engine and Miniature Self.
I've been working on my miniature self. I've been cutting around my edge. I've been lacquering, lacquering, lacquering my face, keeping everything firmly in place. I've been working on my miniature self. I've been trying so hard to keep things small, small. was Aurora Engine and Miniature Self and thanks again to Deborah for taking the time to have a chat with me and don't forget the launch at the Wee Red Bar on the 16th it promises to be very very special. This is the Scots Wahey Show on Cam Glen Radio with me Ali Braidwood and next are a band who are new to me and maybe to you as well. This is Pale Beak and Hollow.
And you heard Palebeak and Hollow. Palebeak described themselves as a brand new rock band from the northeast of Scotland. And they say about Hollow that it captures an emotional state that arises when you have realised that the person you once were has eroded and what's left is a shell of who you were. And you then strive to return to the version of yourself you now admire. I think that's a cracking song. Looking forward to hearing more from Palebeak. And from a band who are brand new to one who, I think we can all agree, have been around for a while. And that is the latest single from Arab Strap called Bliss, which came out a couple of weeks ago now. And they've got a new album coming on the 10th of May with Rock Action Records. Really looking forward to that. And now it's time for our podcast suggestion for this week. And it is the House of the Lion podcast A Blood-Soaked Throne is the subtitle. With the help of historians Professor Richard Oram and Dr Susan Marshall, 
Len and Susan discover that the fictional machinations in Game of Thrones are nothing compared to real life Scottish history. And the Len and Susan are Len Penny and Susan Morrison, who are the presenters. And this is the stuff I definitely didn't get taught at school. I don't know if that's changed. I really hope it has. But it's fantastic. It is really brutal history of Scotland going way, way back before the Union of the Crowns. I've just heard the one episode. I think there are three available to you now. But Len and Susan make for great guides through this period, asking all the right questions to the experts that they speak to. It's called House of the Lion, a blood-soaked throne, and you'll get it wherever you get your podcasts from, as well as on BBC Sounds. And that is our podcast suggestion for this week. Now, talking of podcasts, I'm really hoping that we're going to get Pat and Greg Kane from Hewn Cry on the Scots We Hey podcast very, very soon. And this is to celebrate their 40th anniversary. They've got a series of what they're calling their Labours of Love audio and video series. It's going to continue throughout the year. I cannot wait to talk to them about it. And when I have, and when I do, I will let you know where to find it and where to listen. They're also, I should say, doing a fantastic tour later on in the year, in October and November. Um, I'll give you dates for that at a later date. But for now, I'm going to play you one of their classics from their Seduced and Abandoned album. This is Hue and Cry and Labour of Love. I just don't want it. 
And that was Sakul and Parasailer. Sakul is an indie dream pop project brought to life by Scotland-born, Hawaii-grown artist Lucas Kuzik. And it's quite simply a great track. I love that. And before that, you heard Prime Hue and Cry. It was Labour of Love from the Seduced and Abandoned album. Now, we return to our featured album for this week, which is Gillian Fleetwood's Together With Yourself at Sea Level. And from it, this is Monkey Puzzle. That was Gillian Fleetwood and Monkey Puzzle taken from the album Together With Yourself at Sea Level, which is our featured album for this week. Here's a little bit from the liner notes from inside the album from Gillian herself. This album has been a labour of love for me as it aims to encapsulate the feeling of coming back to yourself through challenging times. In music, nature and art, I believe we can all find deep channels of resilience. We learn about ourselves, our identities, our ambitions and choices. I had the privilege of having access to a rare 210-year-old harp housed in an incredible place called Hospital Field House, who asked me to look after the harp in exchange for a room and a space to compose. 
The house is full to the brim with paintings, sculptures, craft history and a generous and warm spirit. I felt deeply nourished by the place, its beautiful garden, the surrounding nature and, of course, the sea. And there's further beautiful liner notes by Gillian, which you've got to buy the album to read them, but you really should. It's a beautiful record and it reflects just what I've quoted there. I mean, I cannot recommend this highly enough. Your life will be improved by Together With Yourself at Sea Level by Gillian Fleetwood. And as I say, that is our featured album for this week. And now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the week ahead, beginning on Tuesday the 13th, where the Nimbus Sextet will be on stage for the latest jazz at the Glad Cafe evening. These are great nights, and Nimbus Sextet are just fantastic. And on Wednesday the 14th will be Nafi, who's going to be at Block in Glasgow. Last week we played the single from Nafi, and this will be the first chance that I know of to see Nafi playing live. And Gallus are on a small Scottish tour this week. On Thursday the 15th, they're going to be at the Tunnels in Aberdeen. On Friday the 16th, at the Tooth and Claw in Inverness. On the 17th, they're going to be at the Beat Generator in Dundee. And a week tonight, they're going to be in Edinburgh at the Mash House. So if you're near any of those gigs, you'll be able to catch the excellent Gallus live. On the 17th of September, that's the Saturday, at the legendary PJ Malloy's in Dunfermline, Shambolics will be on the stage. And on the same night in Glasgow, on Saturday the 17th, it's back to the Glad Cafe for Elephant in Red. And if you're heading along to that, I will see you there. I'm really looking forward to seeing Elephant in Red play live. And that is your pick of the gigs for the coming week. Now, I'm hoping to play a couple more before the end of the show, starting with Each Confide, and this is You and I.
Brilliant. That is Gates of Light and When I Look at You, which is taken from the Gates of Light 2 album, The Paris Edition. It's the second part of a three-part album series that Gates of Light are doing. And it's out now with Last Night from Glasgow. If you enjoyed that track, you're going to love the album, I promise you. And before that, you heard Each Confide and You and I. Each Confide are a pop duo based out of Glasgow's East End. And that's just another cracking single from them. And I'm afraid that's all for another week. This has been the Scots Way Show and I've been Ali Braidwood. And if you missed any of the show, you can head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again. Or you can go to scotswahey.com where all the old shows are waiting for you. And if you're up for it, let's all meet next Sunday at 7 o'clock to do it all over again. I'm going to leave you with an all-time classic from one of the greats. This is Cocteau Twins and Akia Guinea. Take care, have a great week, and I'll see you soon.
How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and brown. To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. Everyone experiences bereavement at some stage in their life, whether it's the death of a parent a loved one, a friend or a child. The experience often means that lives will never be the same again. Cruise Scotland can help provide support to overcome the grief and emotions that follow. If you or anyone you know needs support, they can be called on 0808 802 6161. That's 0808 802 6161. Rogland and Camberslang Ethnic Minorities Club are inviting people from ethnic minorities living in the Cam Glen area to join in their club in Fernhill Community Centre. They meet every Tuesday from 11am to 1pm. Various workshops and exercise classes take place, including Zumba, cooking, sewing and arts and crafts. For more information, email farah.mulcull at hotmail.co.uk And Farah is spelt F-A-R-A-H dot mogul which is M-O-G-H-U-L. And finally, get creative every Monday evening for the imaginative arts class from Healthy and Happy. Think outside the box, boost your creative skills and have fun. Classes are on every Monday from 6.30pm in number 18 venue on Farmland Road. There's no need to book, just drop in. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events.